0: How would you like a free smart TV? Stay tuned. We'll tell
1: you about it on Into Tomorrow next. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's blubrr dot com.
2: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
1: Hey everyone, Cameron Graveline here. Remember, call in stuff. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Cameron, and of course, what a great way to start the broadcast for the weekend of May 19th, 2023. Almost forgot the year. <laughs> well, because I don't write checks anymore, right? You've you remembered the dates when you always had to write checks. Mm-hmm. Who writes checks anymore? It's all online. Yeah, Exactly. So anyway, uh, we, of course, are in our 28th year covering the latest in consumer tech. And Cam reminds you right out of the box, if you will, to call in and win stuff. Because that's how you get goodies that we share with our audience each and every week. Chris cracks the whip over the prize team every week. Yeah, There you go. And says, get these prizes out to our listeners. So all you need to do is be heard on the show. See, it's that easy. No jumping through hoops. No caller 99. No answer a tech question. No, no, no. Just ask a tech question. Anything involving technology. Help another listener if you prefer that or you have some great ideas, perhaps, or share some tech rage. Any number of those things will get you heard on the air and have you win prizes. It's real easy. And then how does one participate before we get into tech
1: news and commentary? There's three easy ways. Uh, 800-899-INTO is the Ask Dave hotline. It's 800-899-4686. You could use the free Into Tomorrow app. Or oh, it, we prefer you use the app because yeah. it only takes up
0: a little teeny weeny bit of space on your phone or your tablet. And participating that way, you're on Chris's lap or so it sounds. Right. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. girlfriend gets upset
1: <laughs> every time, but hey, not a problem. Mm-hmm. She's dealing mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Uh, or you could use that Ask Dave microphone at com. Just click on that. little red Ask Dave
0: mic on the lower left and uh, low, lower right Right, I forget the year. I forget Something my like directions. It's, it's there. It's on, somewhere on there. On any device with a browser and a microphone, so it doesn't have to be your phone. Could be your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, your Palm Pilot, your palm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your BlackBerry. You know, there's a movie coming out for BlackBerry. Interesting. It, the story of BlackBerry with and they show they had an interview with the guy that plays Jim Basilli, who was their founder and CEO, who we've had on the show. Years ago, and it's the story of BlackBerry. I think I should like to see that. I think you shall. It'll probably be on cable in two weeks or so. <laughs> so, so who knows? You heard this, I'm sure. Twitter owner and CEO Elon Musk officially named NBC Universal ad chief. There's a problem right there. Uh, Linda Yacarino as the company's new CEO to presumably lead business operations and help transform his platform into X what he's calling the Everything app. That's how he sees Twitter in the future. Hmm. So we'll see what she can do other than muck things up. (laughs) Hopefully she won't mess up the stuff that Elon has put in
1: place until now. Yeah. You remember the story from a couple weeks ago about a 7th grader who took control of his school bus after the driver had a medical emergency? Yes. That was interesting. Well, uh, Dylan Reeves, a 7th grader in Warren, Michigan, uh, was seated in the fifth row of his bus last month when a driver began to feel dizzy and passed out prompting Reeves to spring into action by grabbing the wheel and applying the brakes as the bus veered into oncoming traffic. I've seen the video of it. This kid was absolutely a hero. Now, of course, he credits his act of heroism to the fact that he was only one of a few kids on the bus without a smartphone. So listen up, Cameron. Good things can happen when your parents don't give you a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, In an interview with CBS, Reeves said, what else are you going to do when you don't have a phone? You're going to look at people. You're going to notice stuff. When asked about uh, his parents' decision not to give him a phone, Reeves simply replied, whatever, my parents are old school. Yeah. <laughs> but he saved the whole bus full of kids and the driver. Right. And all because his parents wouldn't stick an iPhone in front of his face. Yeah,
0: because everybody else on the bus was on their smartphone. We yeah. won't say iPhone, maybe some were Android, but or maybe some were tablets, who knows, but they were all busy looking down and not paying any bit of attention. Fifth row, mind you, and yeah. he really sprung into action. uh uh-huh. hmm Kudos to him. So listen up, parents. You don't have to buy your kid a, f- a phone. Yeah. Listen up, Chris's ex. Yeah. We're not going to get into that. I uh, know. Telly says that they'll be offering consumers, get this, 500,000 free smart TVs this summer. Oh. Yeah. When it starts shipping their dual screen models as a move toward funding devices with advertising. The TV's bottom screens let people view content collectively and check the weather, news, and sports, as well as displaying ads. So, keep an eye on telly. We'll tell
1: you once they start how to do it. No, thank you. But (laughs) you don't want a free smart TV? I had to pay for an Amazon Alexa Echo Show thing, and I still get served up with ads.
0: I know. Don't get me started. That's Jeff Bozos for you Mm -hmm. greedy money hungry yeah oh by the way did i mention that we're coming to you from the dexcom g7 studios i don't know if i did but if i did that's true and if i didn't it is definitely true powerful simple diabetes management we invite you to visit anytime at your leisure
1: dexcom.com that's d-e-x-c-o-m dot com Apple is reportedly working on its most significant software overhaul to watch OS in recent memory. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, the company is redesigning the Apple Watch's user interface to make widgets a central part of how you'll interact with the wearable. I like that, in recent memory. They've only had a watch for a couple of years. I I mean, they were way behind
0: everybody else. But in recent memory, they're now upgrading it. Well, it's about time because
1: they were trying to wait for everybody else to make the mistakes so that they could learn from. Them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because, that way because they copy everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, In describing the new UI, Gurman says it brings back elements of the Glances system that was part of the original Watch OS, while borrowing the style of widgets that Apple introduced alongside iOS 14 last year.
0: Yeah, told you. By borrowing this and copying, copying that, it, that and, from themselves, well, at least. fine.
1: But yeah,
0: interesting. Google is increasing their their commitment to artificial intelligence—oh, great—by embedding it into 25 products now, including its search engine and its Gmail service. As we discussed on the show last week, other announcements at the annual Google I.O. conference included a new tablet, two new smartphones, one of them the company's first folding model— giving Samsung a little run for their money since they were the only
1: foldable phone. In a win for Starlink users, SpaceX appears to be backtracking on a plan to impose a monthly high-speed data cap on subscribers and potentially force them to pay more. The company updated the official Starlink website to delete mention of the high-speed data caps. Prior to the deletion, the caps were supposed to arrive no earlier than April. SpaceX also revised the fair use policy, which previously said users would have to pay $0.25 per gigabyte after exceeding the 1 terabyte cap in their high-speed data consumption. Hmm. If users refused to pay, their Starlink speeds would be slowed to basic access speeds uh, during times of network congestion. What's basic access speeds, I I wonder?
0: Hmm. You tested one the other day.
1: It was pretty fast. Yeah. It was like 280-something meg down. Yeah, which that was impressive, yeah, I have to say. I mean, it's, you know, faster than the HughesNet. Of course, it's also a lot pricier than the HughesNet. Oh <laughs> my god, yes.
0: I mean, for, you know, we have we have HughesNet as one of our uh, backup sources if you will. In fact, we monitor and do our 24/7 stream using our HughesNet satellite service and it's been working fine for a lot of years. That's where you can text the word radio to 35000, correct? Correct. 35,000 text radio, and you get all kinds of cool information about HughesNet satellite, mm-hmm. a lot cheaper than Starlink, but again, much lower speeds. A couple of months ago, 83 year old William Fryer passed out during a walk in Cincinnati. He came two moments later only to hear his Apple Watch asking him if it should call an ambulance. At the hospital, he was diagnosed with a pulmonary embolism, in part because the watch had recorded his heart rate for several months. And the technology has been credited with saving his life. So whether it's an Apple Watch or an Android smartwatch, consider getting one for all those kinds of benefits. And that's why Apple waited so long to get their watch on the, off the ground. To save lives. To save lives, yeah. 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 What do you think? 800-899-INTO. Oh, and do join us. I'll meet you there at intotomorrow.com.
1: In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35,000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35,000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. With the new
0: Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're headed. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started
1: today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com slash compatibility. Welcome back into
0: tomorrow legendary Italian car maker Ferrari said they have no intention of phasing out combustion engines good i thought you'd be happy with that and going fully electric or even hybrid like others have they've promised to keep making the 8 and 12 cylinder engines at least through the 2030s That's awesome. I know. If only I had money, I would buy it for all.
1: Exactly. But at least that's kind of cool. Basically, they said, nah, we'll pass. And they do. Unlike Ford, who went electric with the Mustang. (laughs) I know. Stupid Ford. That's just, like, blasphemous, isn't it? That's terrible. Can't call it a Mustang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Call it a pony or something. Yeah. Yeah. My little pony. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. Hey, we talked about them a few minutes ago. We did. Yes. You can text radio to 35,000 to get more info. Again, text the word radio to 35,000. Stay tuned in our next segment. Dave will be chatting with Lee Abrams. She's a senior business leader with Honeywell. Uh, they're gonna be talk- she's going to be talking about a ready-now solution for producing low-carbon, sustainable aviation fuel. And you're probably thinking, why do I care? Well, well listen, and you'll find out why. <laughs> exactly. You may be on a plane
0: even hearing this, and half of your fuel might be this low-carbon, new aviation fuel. And you wonder, what, what do you mean, half? They mix it? Ha <laughs> ha, we're going to tell you. It is pretty cool. You want to check that out. Want to get the most out of your snacking? Yes. Yep. We typically do <laughs> by just stuffing our faces. Well, with this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria
3: the Duck. Thanks, Dave. Many snacks that seem to have great nutritional value just don't. Here are tips for smarter snacking. Try a high-low combination. Combine a small amount of something with healthy fat like peanut butter with a larger amount of something very light like apple slices or celery sticks. Try to have more than just one macronutrient, protein, fat, or carbohydrate at each snacking session. For example, have a few nuts, protein and fat, and some grapes, carbohydrates. These balanced snacks tend to keep you feeling satisfied. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave.
0: Well, thank you, Victoria. We appreciate that. And of course, as always, you definitely want to check them out so that you can be ready to be your best every day. Find out how when you visit humantouch.com. Angela in Midway, Georgia. What is it in Midway of? Georgia. Ge- oh. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Well, welcome into tomorrow, Angela.
4: I have a question about the Orcam My Eye device. I have an 88-year-old mother who has lost her vision, and I have a couple of questions about that device. The first is, does it require an Android or Apple phone to operate? The second question is, does it require an Internet connection? My third question is, has anyone had any experience using the device and I wanted to uh, have comments on the ease of use. And my fourth question is, for an older person who does have vision issues, do any of your listeners have alternative suggestions to help her uh, be able to read? Thank you very much.
0: Well, it's our pleasure. I hope we can help. And I love, Angela, how you said, can any of our listeners help? Because we have the best listeners in the world. And, of course, she has that, that sweet southern voice. And so, so we have to help her out. Bless her heart. Yes. We absolutely do. <laughs> Angela, the OrCam MyEye devices have both Android and iOS apps that will allow you to change settings, learn to use the devices, control them remotely, and and find them, but they're not required for the devices to operate, and they can be used without the apps. The same goes for the internet connection. The device can be connected to the internet to download updates, but they're supposed to be able to operate without it, Entirely.
1: Yeah. Now, as far as personal experience, we don't have any ourselves, but we do have audience members with different degrees of vision impairments. We've heard from them throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, so, if anyone listening has ever used uh, an OrCam My Eye device and would like to share their uh, real world experience and help Angela, you can call the Ask Dave hotline 899 into or use the microphone button at Intotomorrow or on the into Tomorrow app. And of course, you'll also win prizes for helping Angela, too. Exactly. Again,
0: listeners helping listeners, some of our favorite calls. Now, the device makes a lot of very impressive claims, from being able to recognize objects in the room and describe them, to being able to parse articles in magazines and find elements like headings and connect them to their articles, to being able to recognize people. Frankly, the claims seem a little too good to be true, and the devices may disappoint, in the real world but it's hard to tell because there aren't a lot of reviews out there that were not sponsored by the manufacturer so of course it's hard to know if it's a you know a good objection uh, objective i should say rule uh, or review the eye devices are not cheap know that though they're somewhat customizable but expect a price tag in the
1: thousands that alone sets the expectations pretty high now, in terms of helping someone with vision loss read, the answer will depend on what you want her to read. Uh, devices such as smartphones have built-in screen readers that will do a reasonably good job of reading just about everything. Ebook readers like the Kindle don't always offer good screen readers, but their apps do. Uh, for regular books, audiobooks may be a very good option. For news apps like Apple News Plus, uh, also include professionally narrated articles, but the answer is likely that short of a smartphone, there likely isn't a satisfactory all in one tool. Yeah,
0: I, w- I wish we could help you further, but again, let's count on our listeners. Several of them probably have been using these devices and can offer some suggestions. So if that's the case, do please let us know, 800-899-4686, 800-899-INTO, or preferably the free Into Tomorrow app. Let's help Angela out. James didn't tell us where he's calling from, and we're probably going to find out why, which is what we ask of you when you use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. But hey, James.
1: Dave, I'm trying to access the Internet in
5: the church next door. Wi-Fi without knowing the passcode or anything. How do I do that?
0: Ooh, well, James, you don't. I mean, that would be basically stealing from God. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the point of that password, of course, is to keep people out. So this is a little bit like asking, how do I use the living room of the house next door if I don't have the key? Back in the day, there were reasonably simple ways to crack Wi Fi passwords, but these days, the encryption is a
1: lot better. And that's no longer that easy. Yeah, I mean, you may still find some password cracking software online, but don't expect it to necessarily work and definitely don't expect it to be quick. It, if it might take weeks, if it finishes at all. And another, the most realistic way really to get access to the network is to speak to someone at the church and see if they'll give you the password. I mean, you might be surprised. There
0: you go. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Oh, what was your sin? I stole your Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, from a church yet? Come on now. And I just checked the weather. We don't have lightning forecast in our area at the moment. Uh, But, James, come on. But as Chris said, if nothing else, ask. Because maybe they'll help you out there a little bit. And if they have somebody who handles their stuff, then they can restrict your speed or your access or whatever, but maybe they'll give you a little internet, a little yeah. bucket of internet.
1: Or, or drive down the street to your neighborhood McDonald's. That's what I've had to do when my Comcast internet goes out at home. Yeah. I go sit in the parking lot in front of McDonald's and use their Wi-Fi to watch you know, Hulu or something. Or here's a thought, get your own Wi-Fi. Yeah.
0: Robert in Miami, right in our neighborhood perhaps, listens online and use the Ask Dave button on intotomorrow.com to submit his question. Hey, Robert.
1: My question is concerning wristwatch cameras. I need you to suggest something that's dependable, that doesn't need constant recharging, and that can do video as well as photo
0: captures. What do you say, Dave? Oh, well, Robert, unfortunately, you won't find that in the market today. No major company is making wristwatch cameras anymore. I had one a while back that was really kind of cool, but got very little use. Samsung did that a long time ago, but never expanded on them after their initial
1: try. All you'll find in the market today really are cheap attempts with all the problems you mentioned. The software won't be dependable. The hardware won't be good in general. The battery won't last and they'll generally not be very useful at all. Um, As of today, the best option you have for a portable, high-quality camera that is always with you is a smartphone. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons
0: why the Samsung wristwatch camera just wasn't so popular in the long run. People would use it a couple of times and say, Oh, this is cool. And look, I took a picture of you. Look, it's on my watch. And everybody would go, Oh, wow. And then I just use my
1: smartphone. Oh, well, that's true. And it's so much better. Yeah, the only watch I've seen lately that had a camera in it was, uh, I think it was the Cosmo Kids watch that, that Cameron yeah. was using for a while. And he yeah. he filled the memory up on that thing constantly because yeah. every time we're in the car, he's pointing his watch out the window to record video. Yeah, taking pictures,
0: shooting video, doing stuff like that. So, Robert, uh, use your smartphone. It really is the best bet. Anyway, what do you think? Maybe you've got a suggestion for Robert or any of our listeners. We love it when listeners help other listeners. Let us know. Visit us at intotomorrow.com.
2: Sending voice messages instead of
0: typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five or 10 minute monologues from your friends is time consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify
4: now from the App Store. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production.
3: Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing
0: affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom
3: holiday on hold message for your business for less than $200.
4: Call us today at 888-899-8511 or visit onholdaudio.net.
0: Welcome back into Tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. If you've got any questions about anything involving technology, We want to hear from you. We've been doing this show for 28 years now, covering the latest in consumer tech and answering your questions. So do join us on the show, not just because you automatically win fabulous prizes when we hear you on the air, but because your participation really makes the show pop if you will and the variety of questions and and help for other listeners and tech rage and whatever else that we can share with you uh, it really does as i say make the broadcast each week so we hope you join us eight hundred eight nine nine into anytime or use the into tomorrow app and participate that way a Ready Now solution for producing low carbon sustainable aviation fuel, also known as SAF, has been announced, and the company behind it says it can reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 88%. We're delighted to be joined by the senior business leader from Honeywell, Lee Abrams. Lee, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you?
5: I'm great. Thank you.
0: It's a pleasure to have you with us. First of all, what is sustainable aviation fuel and and is it produced much differently than what we now know as aviation fuel?
5: Yeah, the production pathway is a little bit different. So sustainable aviation fuel is a uh, drop-in replacement fuel for a conventional jet fuel that doesn't require any changes to the aircraft technology or fuel infrastructure. Um, And the way you make this is you start from a different type of feedstock than a conventional jet fuel. You start from plants. Um, The exciting thing about this new technology we're talking about today is that instead of starting from plants, we've actually developed a process that allows you to start from captured CO2, or carbon dioxide, and green hydrogen, which hmm. is hydrogen that is made from water and renewable electricity.
0: Wow. And and the fact that you said it doesn't require any changes to the airplanes, like engine structures and so forth, it'll just work? Is that what the drop in fuel means?
5: That's right. Wow. Right now, you can blend uh, these fuels with conventional jet fuel up to 50%. Hmm. and That's just because of, uh, you know, uh, kind of our current safety standards. Um, These fuels look and feel very much like a conventional jet fuel, and you can use them in the same way. So no new planes, no new fueling infrastructure required at airports.
0: That's awesome. Is it much more expensive than the current aviation fuel?
5: So there is a difference in the cost for this process. But there is also a lot of uh, interest in finding sustainability solutions for aviation. Mm. Um, Flying planes is actually something that's pretty hard to decarbonize. And sustainable aviation fuel is one of the technology solutions that is ready today that we can actually apply, again, using that existing infrastructure to make flights more sustainable.
4: And
0: again, if you can cut it by 88%, then you've, you've achieved uh, some really incredible things. One of the things I noticed in your report and the press release is you guys talk about E finding. What on earth is that?
5: That's right. That is the technology that we are bringing as a key solution in this area. So what E finding does is it uses methanol, And that methanol, again, is produced from captured carbon dioxide and green hydrogen, and it converts that methanol into sustainable aviation fuel.
0: Wow. No doubt, then, that this type of fuel growing has got to be in demand, I would assume?
5: It is very much in demand, both because of uh, corporate commitments to uh, finding more sustainable ways of operating, as well as government... Uh, targets for things like this.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand you've got a pretty interesting project going on with HIF Global. Can you tell us a little about
1: that?
5: Yeah, we are excited that HIF Global has selected our UOPE finding technology for their second U.S. e-fuels operation. Uh, they are really focused on making these electrofuels, that's what an e-fuel is, uh, It's just a shortened version of of electrofuel. Okay. And this project is very exciting because it represents their first uh, project targeted at sustainable aviation fuel production. And it'll be the world's largest ESAF production facility, um, which can convert uh, approximately 2 million uh, tons of CO2
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. And correct me if I'm wrong, but e-fuels, as you mentioned, also known as electrofuels, are are synthetic fuels, right? That can replace some conventionally produced fossil fuels. That's kind of the the whole goal here.
5: That's the goal, is to make a fuel that doesn't have the same... Uh, greenhouse gas emission impact that our conventional fuels have.
0: Gotcha. And this UOP e does, in fact, sound like it advances the sustainability for aviation.
5: It does. Absolutely. Um, again, the important thing here is this is a technology that has been proven in other markets. It is something that we can deploy at scale the way that HIF Global is doing. And it's A solution that we can start using today.
0: And this is something that Honeywell has come up with and is working hard on and hopefully uh, in with interviews like this letting the industry know that it is as you say available now. That's right. Then certainly take advantage of it. Where can our listeners go for more information because this is exciting news.
5: The Honeywell website has a specific web page for uh, UOPE finding. So if you search for that, um, that webpage will come up and you can learn more about this technology as well as our other renewable fuels uh, technologies.
0: Excellent. So honeywell.com and then simply search for U O P e-finding and you'll get much more info. Lee, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. It's fascinating and continued good luck. Obviously, the more demand, the more the prices will come down as well, like anything else. And we're going to hopefully be able to convert the entire aviation industry in the not-too-distant future, you might say, slightly into tomorrow.
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. More to come right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.
0: Your best every day. As Into Tomorrow continues, we, of course, want to remind you of some of the cool prizes that we're giving away this week when we hear you on the show. So you'll be on the air next week, right? And, of course, no promises, no guarantees, but we always ask when you participate, let us know, among the things that Chris is about to say, what you would prefer We'll do our best to
1: try to get at least one of those items to you. From Tribit, we've got some more of those Stormbox Blast portable Bluetooth speakers with 30 hours of playtime, so you can party day and night. And they're very cool; they light up and everything. Yeah, Brondell's provided another Swash Thin Line luxury bidet seat at 700 bucks. Once you go bidet, you never go back. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Western Digital, we've got 256 gigabyte SanDisk iExpand wireless phone chargers with automatic backups. Those are very handy. Yes, and we've got a minder laptop tower stand from Obvious Solutions. Exactly. you got a laptop, and it's in
0: your way, and you'd rather have it up a little higher. So, oh, we got you covered, so you can mention that. How does one participate? Easily, anytime, 24-7, at their
1: convenience. You could use the Ask Dave uh, hotline. It's 800-899-INTO. We have so many ways. It's, you know, I get confused. You know? yeah, I know. Hotline, apps, websites. You know. uh, it's Courier pigeon. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. INTO. You use the uh, INTO Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. Or you can head over to intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. There you go. That's uh, one of three ways to participate Whatever's
0: easiest for you. If you do use the Ask Dave mic at intotomorrow.com, we ask you to please be sure and give us your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show, because we would like to have that info when we introduce you.
1: On the air. Yes, and if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast you're listening to, make sure you do that. We are hosted by our friends at Blueberry Podcasting, and if you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry Podcasting makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow your show. Just visit blubrry.com. There you go. I have no idea what Chris is about to tell us about, except... It's a surprise. It
0: is a surprise, except <laughs> to say...
2: Jump aboard the time machine. You got mad. Time to head into yesterday with this week in Tech History. History, history, Chris's history. You could
1: have just Chris. No, I I couldn't do that. Well in eighteen forty-four this week, Samuel Morse sent the first message via telegraph. Back, no, that's not what he said. <laughs> no, because they wouldn't have had wires in the ocean. <laughs> right. Yet, at that although, time. although they did use kind of radio telegraphs on that ship to try to send the of message. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he sent the message, What Hath God Wrought? A quote from the Bible was sent from a committee room in the U.S. Capitol to his assistant, Alfred Vail, in Maryland. While Samuel Morse did not invent the telegraph, he did develop it, commercialize it, and invent the famous code that now bears his name. Morse code. Yes. Oh. Goodbye. This first message officially inaugurated America's telegraph industry. Cool. In 1900 this week, Edwin Votie, who was regarded as a genius of the music world, patented his pianola. I beg your uh, pardon? <laughs> pianola. Oh.
2: P- a piano, <laughs> that ought to keep the pian- little squirts
1: happy. Pianola, I don't know. Uh, commonly known as a player piano. The original pianola was a large wooden cabinet in front of an ordinary piano. At the rear of the cabinet was a row of wooden fingers aligned with the piano keyboard. These fingers were activated by air passing through a roll of paper perforated with holes that determined which note to play. The air was generated by pressing two foot pedals at the base of the pianola. So I guess anybody with feet can play the piano. Or anybody who had been to Taco Bell, because you generate air. In 1953 this week, the first 3D cartoon premiered at the Paramount Theater in Hollywood, California. Try to take over the world. The production, a Walt Disney creation and RKO picture, was titled Melody. It involves an owl teaching his class full of birds about music and melody. The 3D process never really caught on with theater audiences because of the need to wear the polarized glasses. But the show remained a novelty at Disneyland for several years. It's kind of the same reason 3D TV never took off when we tried to revive it a few years ago. (laughs) Exactly. People went, eh, I'll pass. In 1961 this week, U.S. President John F. Kennedy gave one of his famous speeches when he announced before a special joint session of Congress his goal to initiate a project to, before the end of the decade, put a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth. The goal was realized eight years later in 1969 with the Apollo 11 mission. In 1985, GTE, General Telephone and Electronics, was named by Fortune Magazine as the largest utility in the U.S. GTE was founded in 1934 and provided a telephone service to a large number of areas in the U.S. And in 2000, GTE was acquired by Bell Atlantic, one of the regional operating companies formed after the breakup of the Bell system. That's our look back at this week in tech history. History, history, history. 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 Tim in Greenville,
0: South Carolina. Welcome back into tomorrow.
3: Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. I found a neat trick that helps me navigate on Google Maps when I lose signal. Um, A lot of times I'll be in a place with spotty service, I won't get a lot of signal or if for whatever reason I'm just using Wi-Fi on my device and there's no Wi-Fi signal, I can still use Google Maps when I download offline maps. Now basically I have to open Google Maps and zoom out to an area that I want, that I'm seeing, like in a city or a couple of cities, just zoom out and select download offline maps. And that will download the map of the area that I'm looking at on the maps and it will be available for about a year before it expires. and then it will allow me to use maps without having a signal in cool. case my signal goes out. Just wanted to share that with any of your listeners. Love the show and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you, Tim. We appreciate that because listeners helping listeners, again, are favorite calls. And that's yeah. kind of cool. And if you're planning a trip beyond a year
1: from now, you don't need it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You've planned a trip, and it's good for up to a year. I like that. Well, and I wish I had Tim's suggestion several years ago when you and I took Cam to Yellowstone. National oh, park, that was such a cool trip. We, you know, I was using probably Google didn't maps. work that way, though. Uh, well, I was I was using Google Maps on my phone, but once we were in the park, we lost cell phone signals. So we yeah. no longer had the maps. Mm-hmm. So that would We were wandering aimlessly around Yellowstone Park, pretty much like the bison. Yeah.
0: So, Tim, where were you like three years ago when yep. I needed you?
1: Exactly.
0: Where was he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh Well, but great idea. Good suggestion. We appreciate that by all means. What do you think? Will you use Tim's suggestion? I hope so. Let us know at 800-899-INTO. And let's meet at intotomorrow.com.
4: Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production.
3: Call us today at 888-899-8511.
0: For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses
3: around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than 200 dollars
4: Call us today at 888 98511
2: or visit onholdaudio.net. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history ranging from innovative startups to fortune 500 companies speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. You're listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800-899-INTO, use the free Into Tomorrow app, or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Now, back to the
5: guys.
1: Oh, that would be us. We're the guys. Welcome back, Into Tomorrow. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com.
0: As a follow-up to Cameron's absolute good advice... How does one easily participate to win prizes?
1: Well, he just told us, but I'll remind us again. Yeah. You could call 800-899-INTO. It's 800-899-4686. Use the free Into Tomorrow app that won't cost you a thing. In other words, no charge. Right. It won't even cost you a lot of space on your phone. I think the the iPhone app is like 12 megabytes. Yeah, very That's tiny. tiny. Yeah. Uh, or you can stop by IntoTomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. Just be sure to tell us uh, your name and uh, where you're participating from. Barbara in LaBelle, Florida, listens online
0: and has subscribed to our free podcast because Barbara is very smart. Hey, Barbara, welcome into tomorrow.
4: Well, this is a surprise. So a lot of times my phone doesn't ring, and I don't know why it doesn't ring. So I have the audio turned up, but it's a free phone.
0: Oh, Well, that could be reason why, maybe. But, Barbara, there could be a few things going on here. First, you may just have a faulty phone, either on the hardware side, as in sometimes something just doesn't make contact and the speaker doesn't make any sound, or on the software side, as in the operating system is failing to trigger the sound. So the easiest way to deal with that would be to try to restore the phone to factory settings, and see if that fixes the issue. You could also have groups set up with different ringtones. One of those groups
1: being set up to use a silent ringtone perhaps, or to just not ring at all. And depending on the phone you're using, you may have your phone set to not ring if the people calling you are not in your contacts. Um, I use that, and I love that feature. Um, So if that's the case, you'll need to change your phone's app settings to confirm that. Uh, If the phone itself is faulty, given that it was free, having it fixed outside of a warranty fix may not be worth it. But free or otherwise, any phone you were issued should still ring. Uh, so it was free shouldn't be considered a valid explanation if that's what you hear back from your carrier.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because, if, hey, what do you want? It, it was free. Well, you want it to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a, an unreasonable request. And especially if you need your phone to ring, and who doesn't? That's the whole point.
1: Then they've got to take care of it for you. I think that's the key. Yeah. Now, if you have an iPhone, one thing that it might sound really simple, but you'd be surprised how many people don't realize that on the side of the iPhone, there's a little rocker switch, which will put the iPhone into silent mode. So maybe check that. It could just be simple and as simple as, as maybe that little switch got switched without you knowing it. Ah. And especially if she said sometimes
0: it does, sometimes it doesn't, might be the way you pick it up. Yeah. That you might be silencing it accidentally. So let us know what works out for you, because it'll help other listeners As well, do you subscribe to our free once a week tech newsletter? And I'm not asking you, Chris, I'm asking Barbara and everyone else listening. Because if you don't, we encourage you to do so. It's once a week, it's free, and we don't spam anybody. All we ask is just put your email in the little box that pops up when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And on Thursday evenings, we'll send you a little tech newsletter with go figure some tech news who and what's on the show this week, some prizes available currently, uh, some hmm thoughts to make you smile. So you'll get an email that says, please confirm it's a double opt-in program because we don't spam anyone. So check your spam in case you didn't get that email and click, yes, I want it. Visit us and sign up at intotomorrow.com. Nancy in Gilmer, Texas is participating. We love you for it with the free Into Tomorrow app. Hello, Nancy.
4: Hello, Dave and Chris. You have helped me more times than I can count, and I find myself in yet another pickle. I'm currently using a Samsung Galaxy phone, but I have an iPhone 6S that I keep around just in case. When the iPhone was active, I did use it to watch stuff on my not-smart TV. Last week, I took a fancy to watch the end of a show I wasn't able to stay awake for. Hooked everything up, and nothing worked. However, a QR code did appear on the screen, and when I scanned it, I was redirected to DrongScreen.apk. I was very uncomfortable with following through on that, so I just figured my phone had aged out, and I would need to see about m- using my Android. I researched online, found the proper connector for my Android, hooked it all up, and I get the same DrongScreen message. Have I overslept? and an app is now necessary for this process, I couldn't find any information on this particular app to determine if it was safe or not. Can you help me get my Android to display on my not-smart TV?
0: Well, we'll do our best, Nancy. Uh, Drongscreen.apk, which is Android packet. Kit, I believe, right? Yeah, it's like an extension for an Android app. Yeah, exactly. Uh, seems to be a pretty obscure screen mirroring app. Now, we haven't heard of it before, and there's surprisingly little about it on Google itself, so it's pretty hard to actually recommend it. But if you're looking for a way to connect, to watch things on your TV, it sounds like you need to do that. A $29 Chromecast device may be a better option for you. It's made by Google, so expect it to share more than you think it will. But it will be simple and reliable, and it will be less shady than
1: DrongScreen.apk, that mystery app. And if you already bought two devices and you can return them, you may be able to get a Chromecast without investing any additional money. Um, Another advantage of the Chromecast is that they're wireless devices. So you can have your phone on you, control what is playing on the screen, even use your phone while your show plays, and you won't be tethered to the TV. There you go. So, Nancy, let us know if we hopefully got you out of that uh, current pickle.
0: And how it works out for you. And if any listeners have additional advice for Nancy, we love listeners helping other listeners, please add to our answers. Join us anytime. Peter in San Francisco, California, listens on TuneIn to our
1: free podcast, sends the following email. He says, hi, guys. I'm planning some upgrades to my desktop computer. One thing I want to do is replace my boot drive with a solid-state drive, or SSD, Good uh, because they're supposed to be screaming fast. I figure that and a RAM upgrade would make a nice change. Some of my friends, however, are telling me not to use an SSD on my boot drive because SSDs are unreliable and prone to losing data. Hmm. Now I don't know what to do. What do you suggest? I trust your judgment. Thanks for any help. Well, first, thank you for trusting our judgment.
0: And Peter, virtually every new computer in the last several years has shipped with an SSD as its primary or even only drive. Early-generation SSDs, again, solid-state drives, uh, may have been less reliable or may have had too few write cycles of expected life. But modern SSDs are perfectly capable of being boot drives, and slightly edge HDDs, or hard disk drives, in terms of
1: overall reliability, though by almost nothing, but slight edge. Yeah, and you shouldn't run into any big problems if you swap out your hard drive for a solid state drive. And you will see truly huge performance improvements. The drive swap alone will feel like you got more RAM. And if you swap out the drive and also add more RAM, your computer will feel almost brand new. Yeah. Uh, Now, we definitely recommend that you do it. It truly will be a very noticeable difference. If anything, you can use the drive that you take out of the machine as a backup drive. And then you can sleep soundly knowing that if your friends happen to be right, you at least still have that working drive with all your data.
0: Yeah, but Peter, your friends aren't right. If it's a new drive,
1: if it's a new computer, that sort of thing, you'll be
0: fine with the SSD booting up, among other things. You will find it's a night and day difference. I mean, everybody has told us that when they said, oh, thank you for recommending an SSD. Wow, what a difference. My computer boots up in like six seconds compared to a minute and a half that it used to be. Let us know how it works out for you, Peter, and let's all meet at intotomorrow.com.
2: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, With the new Dexcom G7, you
0: can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1c. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's
1: D-E-X-C-O-M.com.